Mm -hmm. So part of building a community, and it's exactly what you and I are doing right now, is networking and collaborating, showcasing one another, supporting one another on our paths and journeys, being inspired by what someone else is doing and saying, you know what, I want to take the time to get to know that person, network with that person and collaborate with them. I want to do something with them to showcase and put it out there. Welcome to the Service Driven Life Podcast. I am your host, Tracy Clark, and I have set up over 4,000 nonprofits and received over $10 million in grant funding. This podcast is designed to highlight community heroes and give tips on nonprofit and service-based business growth. Welcome back, Earth Angels. I really appreciate you guys coming. We have something in store for you with the people that we are connecting to this year. We're going through a series where we'll be actually doing interviews for the next three months. And I have so many amazing people lined up. But today we have Mar here. She's going to introduce herself and tell you guys a little bit about her nonprofit. And she's going to be talking all about social media. She is at 195K. I want to say so, uh, followers. And so she's going to be telling us a little bit about her tips and the things she's used to be able to grow her social media. My name is Marta Carlo. I am the founder of the International Parenting and Health Institute, as well as a few other companies. And I'm really happy to be here today and have this great opportunity with Tracy because I'm very passionate about serving as many people as possible, which I'm currently doing through my company, but also through social media. Social media is a really great outlet to be able to connect with people that you normally wouldn't on a day-to-day basis, especially when you're an entrepreneur and you own your own company and you've got you know everything you're doing behind the scenes, but you want to get out there, you want to serve more. Social media is a really great way to do it. So I'm very excited about discussing how you can grow your social media today. Awesome. Can you tell us a little bit about your company and why you decided to get started in this field specifically? Thank you. Well, I've been in the health and wellness fitness field for over 25 years. And what ended up happening, although I had been working with clients from all walks of life, including pregnancy and postpartum and so on, what ended up happening is that I became unexpectedly pregnant back in 2007. And I was away from friends and family because I'm originally from the East Coast. And my partner at the time, he had family in Hawaii, and I was living in California. And so I didn't have any close friends or family by and I was relying on the community resources and the information coming through. And during that experience, I realized very quickly that my options were not always brought forth in a way that I felt were serving me non-judgmentally. You know, they uh, had a lot of pressure or you should do this, you should do that, or this is the right way to give a birth. And the advice that I was seeking, thankfully, I had an incredible midwife and doula who supported me and did give me my options. But as I was searching initially, I did not find that. And my experience, which was an incredible challenge at the time, because again, it was an unexpected pregnancy and I had all these questions and fears and things I was going through. At the time I said, wow, I'm not the only one going through this. There are other people going through this situation. How can I be of service? Because that that's I'm a, I'm a giver, I'm a natural giver. How can I be of service? And then it dawned on me, you know, I can give back to people. And it was interesting because What ended up happening is that when I became a single mother, so I was unexpectedly pregnant, then I became a single parent when my daughter was about a year and a half. 
And I did not know at the time I had my own business, a successful business with clients, how I was going to make ends meet without going back to work away from my daughter and spending hours away from her with clients. And I was getting advice from family and friends and colleagues, you know, take the management jobs, go back to your clients, do all the things you were doing before, just get a nanny. But I was a first time mom. And for me, it didn't feel right. Something inside of me said, no, this is not the way. So what I did, when I, what I've learned to do, thankfully, is that I said, I paused. I said, you know what? I'm not going to freak out. I'm going to pause. I'm going to slow down and calm down. And it took about three days of just reminding myself and telling myself over and over where there is an opportunity, where there is a challenge, there's an opportunity. Mm. And as I was continuing to reflect on that and staying very grounded and supporting myself and my daughter, an aha moment came and it said, reach out to your community, which is funny because this is going to tie into social media, reach out to your community. You don't have to let them know the details, but let them know that you're seeking support for your situation. And that's what I did. And unexpectedly, what happened is that while I was seeking support for maybe someone to take over my business temporarily and support my clients um, or sell my company altogether, I actually had a few women coming forward saying, you know, we've been following you. We've been watching you. We want to do what you're doing. Can you teach us how to start our own businesses? And that's when the aha moment came. And I said, oh, my goodness, I have this tremendous opportunity to reach a wider audience, to support people all over the world by actually teaching people how they can do what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so that's how it all started. It started with one program. And then, you know, people look at what I'm doing today. And I will tell you, it's a step by step process. I started very, very, very small, and mm -hmm. slowly step by step by step just built my way now here 13 years later. Wow. And see, that's so important for people to say, um, you know, once they have reach so many accomplishments and things like that, because I know you have heard it before. Sometimes people look at the things you've accomplished and they assume that it was quick or fast or, but it's so important for you to remember that it's just those small steps and each of those small steps really add up. Um, how long has your social media been tied to the promotion of what you do and things like that? I started my social media, I believe it was 2007 or 2008 around there and I also did a number of press uh press releases at the time there was like a, a wave of what I was doing with the baby planning industry and so that was catching on and but it didn't really actively pick up I would say till about maybe 2013 or 14 because at the time when I was using I was usually using mostly Facebook Mm -hmm. um, Instagram was more like a gallery, more for personal things at the time. But then I caught on how great Instagram was because you can use it while it's a gallery, it's very artistic and creative, which I am. Mm -hmm. And I just like the format a little bit better. And then I started catching on. And that's at the point where I said, I want to start using Instagram more. Mm -hmm. And I just focused more of my energy on there. So I would say started it like around 2008 or so, but then I really went into the business portion probably around between 2012, 2014, around there. Got it. Okay. And so with that being said, what are the areas on social media that you would say you use the most? I noticed from your social media page and share your information for those who want to follow. Okay. So first I want to share that growing a social media Think of it like building a community. I equate the two right now because at one time it was about hashtags. You know, how, how can I use 
certain hashtags to get across, right? And the algorithms, as you all know, keep changing. But essentially what it is and is continuing to become more and more is building a community, a strong mm -hmm. community base. Mm -hmm. So you, first you want to ask yourself, what is it that I'm passionate about? What topics do I love talking about? I'm someone that I just love talking about many different things that are related to parenting, to health, to business. So I don't box myself into one area. I know that there is a lot of advice that the, out there that says you should. And if that is your passion, you absolutely should. But similar to Mel Robbins, Mel Robbins actually had this really great post one time saying, hey, you don't need to box yourself in. I've done this, 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 and that, and it's all led me to here today. And if you're one of those people, I want to encourage you, pursue what you're passionate about. If today you're reading something in the paper or an article about something to do with parenting that really touched you, that you want to share, do it. If tomorrow it's about business, do it. Choose the topics and things that are meaningful to you and also that are meaningful to your audience because the two go hand in hand. You don't want to just put stuff out there that's all about you. Essentially, the way that you're going to build a community is what value can I provide my audience? What can I give them that is of service that they can say, wow, you know, that inspired me today. Or you know what? That tip can be very helpful for me. Or that made me laugh. This person's really entertaining. So you want to find the things that are unique to you, that are um, your natural expression, authentic to you, that you enjoy discussing and sharing, while at the same time, it's providing value to your audience. So think of building a community, providing value, but coming from a place of, you know, your authentic self, your heart. You don't want to just be writing or, um, you know, writing content or sharing reels, for example, that, oh, someone else did it and it's a popular reel. So let me do that. Mm -hmm. No, do it because you really do want to do it. You know, you feel it in your heart that it's meaningful to you. So when you feel that someone else is going to feel that as well. So that's one of my first tips. I love that tip. I absolutely love it. And it just, it just gives so much freedom to hear someone who has been successful with multi-passions and being able to just share what's on their heart. Because I do, in the business side, hear a lot of, you know, stay on whatever topic, stay on this topic, stay on this topic. And sometimes it can kind of hinder your creativity because you're wanting to post about something that's exciting to you, but you're thinking like, well, this isn't really about exactly what my topic is and what my niche is. And then you get into that mode of overthinking it. So that was just an amazing tip right there. Uh, go ahead with your second tip. Thank you. And what you could also do, just a little side note for that is maybe you have, if you're posting consistently, because we're going to talk about consistency next, which is really important, but four days for the week, you post consistently on the topic people are used to or expecting from you. And then one day a week, you have it the fun day, right? Where you post something creative out of the ordinary, something normally, you know, not related to what you normally post. So as long as you're doing that, then people will still maintain that consistency of your brand and what you're doing. So you can do things like that. And that's also why I branded myself under holistic education and expressive arts, because that essentially is what I'm doing. If you look at the umbrella of everything that I'm putting out there, it is, okay, whether she's talking about sleep or parenting or business, it's all tied into holistic education. And she's also using the expressive arts to entertain, to, you know, de-stress, et cetera. So find that brand or how to... Uh, structure your brand in a way that can encompass all of what you want to do. And that'll be helpful as well. I love that. I love that. Very good tip. Yeah. Now consistency, let's talk about that because this is so key to everything in life. We hear this all the time, especially when it comes to physically working out. Consistency is key. I will tell you, 
I spend and I, I take days off. So I do take days off. I get asked that all the time. Do you take a day off? I do. But consistency is key when you want to build muscle, when you want to even just tone, um, when you want to be better at your business, whatever it is that you want to get good at, dancing, speaking, the more that you contribute and a lot, a certain amount of time each single day, it doesn't even have to be a huge amount of time. If you commit yourself, let's say to 15, 20 minutes a day of one specific thing that you're focused on, and you're consistently doing that every single day, it's going to build and grow. What you focus on, you strengthen. So it's no different with social media. Social media, especially because it's been growing at a rapid rate, and now you have so many people putting stuff out there, you know, so many reels, so many ideas. Imagine, you know, what's coming through your feed. So for something to really stick out, you know, it takes something that unique or something that really hits home for somebody, whether it's a story, whether it's, you know, something that someone went through that they can relate to similar to you or something funny, et cetera. So chances are that if you're posting every few days, once a week, the chances that people are going to consistently be able to touch base with you, to check in with you, to have more interest, it becomes very minimal. Mm-hmm. But when you're posting every day, Um, It doesn't have to be three or four posts a day. I know some people do that. I do about one to two a day, but you're doing it consistently every day. Then people get used to having you on the platform. They check in. You're more likely to go through their feed. So that consistency is a really big part of it. And um, if you get to a point where you're so busy, which I have been, then you have someone that can assist you. You can have a volunteer who wants to, let's say, mentor under you and they want to learn more about business and you have them help and assist scheduling your posts. Mm-hmm. You can hire a marketing manager, which I've gotten to the point which I now have done and she um, runs all my business social media uh, along with my personal. I do my personal with her a little bit and then she runs all my other businesses. So, you know, when you get to a point where it's becoming too busy, guess what? You can delegate. You can have now someone help you, but maintain that consistency. That's an important part. Hmm. You talked about in that one a little bit about content, um, you know, and how much you were going to plan to put out. Do you utilize a content planner or some type of planning or scheduling? Or are you, I know some people are like completely off the hip. I'm assuming at your level, you are planned ahead, but are you weekly, monthly, or do you utilize it at all? It's mostly weekly. And what I do now, because I've gotten so much busier and because I'm transitioning, as we talked about, to a nonprofit and there's so much involved in that now, what I've done is now I repurpose a lot of content. So before I built up a lot of content and then I reminded myself, you know what? Not everyone sees your content all the time. They could have easily missed it that day. So if you post something you posted two months ago or three months ago, that's great. So one of my uh, tips is to repurpose content. You could have written something on a blog. You could have done an interview like we're doing now. Um, You know, you could have, uh, or you could repost something. Like if there's something of value you see, you can repost something too. So there's so many creative ways that you can repurpose content where you don't necessarily have to sit there every single day or every week, you know, and okay, what am I going to do? What am I going to write out? A big part of what I do is I would probably say that maybe one of the days is completely original for that week. But then everything else is something that I've repurposed, whether it was a past interview that I did, whether it's something that I saw someone else post that I said, wow, I need to share this with my audience and so on. Ah, I love that. I absolutely love that. 
Um, another big question that people ask about is tags. I think you mentioned that earlier yes. too. Uh, do you have any tips towards tags or do you use them at all? Yes, I still use them. I'm just, I'm still stuck on them. It's a habit. <laughs> However, the it's changed. So the tags are not working as much as they used to work because now if you notice, depending on what your status is on Instagram, they give you the option now to go into a... Um, they, they give you now an option whenever you're going to be posting to choose an area like, you know, they give you tags now choose the di three different areas you want to tag and they give you a number of subjects. Mm -hmm. So now Instagram is doing that. And they're also um, picking up from your titles and the actual uh, caption. Mm -hmm. So the caption, the titles, the amount of engagement, that's how they're determining how then to flow through your post or reel. Uh, the tags alone are not a big deal for them anymore. However, I still use them as a buffer, but they're phasing out. Eventually, I'm not going to be using them anymore. I'm just kind of in that phasing out stage just because I've been used to it for so long. Mm -hmm. But it's really more about, okay, what? Oh, and that's another tip. The title is everything because the title is going to really capture that initial impression. Oh, mm -hmm. do I want to read more? Do I want to listen to this more? So get creative about your titles. A great way to get creative and to get ideas is to go on YouTube, mm -hmm. type in whatever subject area that you're interested in, for example, and see what comes up through the search, because usually what comes up on the search is going to be the most popular ones, the ones that are coming through most. See what kind of titles they're using, see what kind of keywords. And I know that there's a number of Instagram marketing professionals that have uh, posts on this that are saying, hey, Look out for your titles. You know, instead of using, did you know about this? You can say the shocking information about this, right? So there's certain key words that are going to stand out where psychologically people are just going to want to press, you know, I want to hear more about this or I want to, you know, read the uh, caption mm -hmm. about this post. Absolutely. And I realized that after talking to so many different people, when it comes to social media, that psychological part is so important. Sometimes you think like, oh, you know, I don't want to use certain, but in all actuality, we are all operating even, you know, even without knowing it, we're like, you know, it'll get us sometimes like, oh man, I do have to see what was the secret. That's the word for me. Anything secret. I'm like, I need the secret, you know? So that's true. Just know that that's just, like you said, that's just something that everyone is human and everyone has those psychological cues. So why not utilize that to your advantage as well in getting this information out, which is typically vital information for nonprofits, you yes. know, transformational information and things that are really going to impact. So Exactly. And oh, so that's that is great leads us to the next tip, which is networking and collaborating. Mm -hmm. So part of building a community, and it's exactly what you and I are doing right now, is networking and collaborating, showcasing one another, supporting one another on our paths and journeys, being inspired by what someone else is doing and saying, you know what, I want to take the time to get to know that person, network with that person and collaborate with them. I want to do something with them to showcase and put it out there. And that's really a great way also to capture the interest because people see, wow, this person is not just putting out their own things. They're collaborating with other people. They're really interested in what others are doing and they're showcasing that. And that also leads people to know and understand how much you want to provide service for others. It's not just about you. And obviously, when you're putting content, it's for them anyway. But when they start seeing that you're expansive 
in how you're relating yourself out there and how you are, um, you know, collaborating, then it becomes something more. I love that because that's a double tip because that's a huge tip I give for nonprofit growth, period is to collaborate with other nonprofits, partner together, see what's already working in the community. So take that same tip and now partner on social media as well. And it'll help to for you all to grow your um grow your followings because of course the nonprofits they're partnering with are actually nonprofits that are doing something similar in the community or something that will complement their services. So that's good. I love that one. And don't be afraid of no. Okay. So get comfortable with no. Mm-hmm. Every successful person, usually when you hear their story, I'm sure there's exceptions, but the majority when you hear their story, they've got a number of no's. It was no, 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 until they got that yes. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid of no. So put yourself out there. You have a dream. You say, oh, I want to collaborate with this person. They say no. Okay, no problem. Someone else may come along the mix. Mm -hmm. You might have an idea. You're not sure it's going to work. Try it. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't take off, it doesn't take off, but you tried it. Don't be afraid of no, don't be afraid of trying something out. The more that you put yourself out there and you allow yourself, like you were saying, to be human, allow your human self to be out there and you take those risks, you're going to learn. You're going to learn what works. You're going to learn what doesn't work. You're going to get that yes eventually, right? So you want to maintain that consistency too, not only so that you can keep reappearing on the fees and so people actually see you. Mm -hmm. So that also you can then have that opportunity for yourself to expand in a way where you didn't think that you could, but Mm -hmm. if you don't continuously put yourself out there, you're never going to know. And you're never going to, you're going to deprive yourself of that chance. Yes. And it's actually interesting. I just was talking live with the organization called self-edit and you know, the biggest thing is you can't edit until you first have some type of work to look at, like you said, putting yourself out there. And there's a muscle that you practice. I'm a natural introvert. I tell people and like, I have a horrible stage fright actually as well, but I'm speaking next month in front of a group of people. And I, I just do this every year. I just speak in front of a group of people anyway, just to just continue to practice that muscle, even though I wouldn't be the one that's going to be speaking every weekend or anything like that. That's not my thing, but just practicing that muscle of putting yourself out there and of really just feeling, even if you do feel anxiety or fear or any of those things, just understanding those things and being okay with uh, someone says, feel the fear and do it anyway. You know, so I absolutely love that tip of putting yourself out there. Is that something I notice with people who are creative, that's something that almost comes natural to them. Would you fall in that category or would you say that that's something you struggle with when it comes to putting yourself out there? Thank you. I would say, you know, it's a yes and no. When I'm so passionate about something, I can't contain myself and I want to put it out there. But then at the same time, which you so beautifully said, and I'm so thankful you said it, it's a skill. Mm -hmm. Speaking is a skill. How often I've gone back a few years and I hear my interviews with the ums and the likes and and I keep going and going, or I'm speaking so fast. It's so easy to critique ourselves. But just like Tracy was saying, remember, it's a skill. The more you do it, you're going to refine yourself over time. There's no way around that. Hmm. Allow yourself to be human and natural and to make those natural mistakes that we all do as we're expanding and growing. When I'm passionate about something, I can't contain myself. I put it out there. I was like, I have to speak about this. So I do that. But then there are times where I'm not necessarily, let's say, feeling something 100% or I might have a doubt. 
about it. I'm not sure if I should put myself out there. And this especially happened during the beginning of my organization because I pioneered a perspective that wasn't popular about at the time about child sleep. Now it's catching on. And now there's a number of people copying, which that's something what I'm also going to talk about. Copying is a good sign. You're on your way. You're, you know, you're growing. And, um, but at the time I was pioneering something that hadn't been that popular about child sleep. And um, because my background wasn't specialized, okay, that's something else. I didn't have a specialty. I don't have a doctor title, PhD behind my name, although I have a number of certifications, life experiences. So when I doubted myself, I had to put myself in check and remind myself that the work that I'm doing is not for me to judge or critique. If I'm being given a download from God, from life, and it's coming through me, it's saying, you've been chosen to put this out there. Mm. Stop it with what title you have or don't have. Stop it with how people are going to judge you. If you are being given something that you want to speak about that I'm, you know, funneling or channeling through you, put it out there. It's Mm. not for you to get in the way of. So I've been put in check. Let's put it this way. I've been cornered and put in check a number of times um, so that life can ensure that I get the message out there and not get in my own way. And one of the things that's very important is to just get comfortable, like you said, with the uncomfortable and get comfortable with not everybody liking you, not everybody agreeing with you. It's okay. Mm-hmm. If you notice the people that are very popular are going to have usually an equal amount of people that like them and dislike them. Mm-hmm. The most popular people are going to have a huge audience of, I love that person. I can't stand that person. (laughs) That's just part of the way that it is. But if you keep yourself quiet and you don't put yourself out there, nobody's going to know you're not going to give people a chance. So don't worry about who likes you, who doesn't like you, whether your message is, um, you know, uh, the most popular or not. That's not the point. The point is, is, is it a value? Do some people resonate? I always tell myself, and this is part also of a reminder for social media growth. If I touched one person, okay, I know it's the, the likes, the numbers, we all psychologically look at that. But honestly, if you touch one person's life, for me, that's enough. When I have a person coming forward and saying, wow, Mar, that really inspired me today. I'm like, that's it. That made my day. That made my day. That's enough for me to know, <laughs> like, who cares about the numbers? That's enough for me to know that someone out there was paying attention to me. So keep that in mind, because often we get caught up with the numbers so much that we forget that how, how meaningful it is to touch one person's life. You know, that's all it took. Yes. I tell people that all the time in the nonprofit world, because that's a very common saying in the church world, as long as one person shows up, you know, then we're good to go. And so I absolutely love that. Just thinking of it as a community and as of adding value. Your goal is to add value, not to mention you never know who that person may know or how that message may get shared or, you know, so a lot of times they, we look at these numbers and maybe even look at the vanity numbers and things like that. And it's like, you know, take that and that's the main job or that's the main goal is to get to those numbers. So a lot of times, especially for nonprofits who are just starting on social media, just getting comfortable on social media, I share that tip as well. Just think of it as, as long as one person gets something out of this and you're building a community. So you want to build a community of people who are going to support you, engage with you, engage with your products and services, donate all of those things. So you want to build that deep community as opposed to just a community of watchers. Or just the community That's right. likes, you know? So I absolutely love that tip. And you also mentioned about focusing on 
what you received and putting that out there. I like to like kind of describe that as that's your work. Everything mm-hmm. else is really none of your business. How someone's right. going to receive it, how whether they're going to like it, whether the algorithms are going to do good with it. All of those things just take you away from the only thing that you really can control, which is you creating and you hitting that post button and putting it out there. So that's, that's right. And you know, you reminded me of this story that I love to tell. It's very short. Mm-hmm. Joel Olstein, when he he took over, his, his father had a congregation, I believe, if this is correct. I'm not 100%, but it's more or less, okay? More or less, I'm telling you more or less the, the proper story, the correct story. His father had a congregation of 100 people. Mm-hmm. It's a very small congregation. Didn't really grow in his in his father's lifetime. So when it so when his father was passing and Joel got this voice and this hit of you're going to take over the church, he was resistant toward it. Like, no, 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 no. I don't want to do this. I want nothing to do with this. Anyway, long story short, it ended up that he took over this role. And what started out as a hundred in the congregation for his father turned out to be millions with Joel. The reason I'm sharing that story is because, as you were saying, often we get caught up with, okay, well, the numbers and, you know, who who it touched, who it didn't touch, who received the value, what's out there. Put your work out there because you might be the starter. You don't need to be the finisher. Well, there's never really finishing, but you know what I mean? It might not be your lifetime where it becomes a legacy. And I know we all dream of that. So still follow your dreams. I'm not saying don't, you know, continue pursuing those dreams. But, you know, life has a plan for each and every one of us. Mm -hmm. And it's not up to us to determine how that is unfolding. We might be the initiators, the starters of of a legacy that is going to continue beyond us when we're gone. You know, often when we see some of these incredible inventors, pioneers, people who've made a huge difference, it's not until after they're passing that people are like, wow, that person. Absolutely. It doesn't have to be that way. And I don't want to discourage you. I'm not saying that that might be the case for all of you watching, but what I'm saying is it puts you in check. It makes you realize like, you know what, let it go. Let that pressure go of like what you were saying, Tracy, who it's going to reach, how they're going to receive it, where they're going to take it. No, put it out there because something's happening. Something is brewing. What's coming through you is of service. It's meaningful. How that unfolds, that's not up to you. Let life it. take care of the rest. I love that. That reminds me of a quick story in um, Will Smith's book. Uh, actually, I'm listening to it again. I love that book. I love listening to Audible. But he t- tells a story about his father making them at, as young boys. I think they were like seven and 12, which I think of my seven-year-old. And I'm like, <laughs> we got to pump up your uh, chores. But they had his father had them build a wall by hand inside mm-hmm. of his store. And they had, he had them lay it brick by brick. And it took them like a year and a half to build this wall every day after school for the store. And he says now, like, if you look into bricklaying and things like that, if they had the right equipment and machines, this is something that could have took like 30 days. But the lesson that the father was trying to make, and they would complain and complain. And he would say, don't worry about, stop thinking about the wall. Mm-hmm. You think about each single brick that you're putting out here, you're laying a foundation. If nothing else, if zero people, which that's very rare on social media, so you can say at least one person is yeah. going to see, <laughs> but even if zero people interact or see what you have put out, you put it out there 
So now you're in the position to learn from it because mm-hmm. every single thing you put out there, you learn from, you assess, you edit, you regroup and you put something else out there. So yes, I absolutely love that story. Thank you so much for sharing. I have one more question for you, sure. but before I ask, I want to make sure we got all your tips out. I believe we do repurpose content, um, quality, quality, con- yeah, pretty much. All gold, all gems, all amazing, amazing oh, tips. One, one more list of things. Uh, survey. So don't be afraid to survey and ask questions. If you're unsure about something, that's something else I had to hear. Survey. Yes. Ask. Mm-hmm. Just ask. Sometimes yeah. we get so caught up in, oh, I have this title or, oh, I'm behind this. Ask. We're all human beings. And maybe another time we'll talk about Will Smith, but I honestly am enamored by his hu- human capacity of showing up because if you want an example of a human being, like, like just, I think he represents for me, just the trajectory and path of what we all are on, which is we're human beings. We go through life. We go through various ups and downs. And how can you face when you are in a situation that is like hit you in the face? How can you rise above a situation as a human being and then have forgiveness and compassion? And, you know, he's a role model for that for me, because often we forget when we see what people go through with other humans, we so easily judge what people, you know, how they respond to things. We forget we're humans. Well, then how do we deal with that? Anyway, that's another story for another time. So I'm that's glad you brought good. it up. It's like, oh man, I just, I really, he inspires me in so many ways from just what he goes through and how he shows up, how yes. he shows up. Yes. Same. If you have not heard that audible book, his last uh, wheel, his, um, I think it was his, uh, what is it? I can't think of the word by his, uh, not his biography memoir. I want to say, mm-hmm. but I, that was the first book that I've listened to. And I was like, I hope people listen to this book mm-hmm. rather than reading it. And the reason why, uh, coming to an artist, because I know you're an artist as well. He puts like his music and his artistic thing. He puts a couple of songs in there. The intro is totally different because he's an artist as well. And he does music. So it's just amazing. Absolutely amazing. Last question. And then of course, I'm going to have you share where people can follow you and get more information and things like that. But last question I'm going to ask you is as someone in social media who is at this point where a lot of nonprofits and individuals want to get to. Um, what does your day in the life look like? So as far as social media is concerned, are you on there for like three hours? How does it look with engagement and, you know, and your routine um, and when it comes to your social media? Thank you. So I have a social media marketing manager who supports me with scheduling posts and she understands the content we want to put out there. And we're always reevaluating what we're putting out there, whether it's working, not working, grabbing interest. So I have that support at this stage right now. What I do is I allot a 20 minute window on a daily basis where I look at what do I want to share? Do I want to repurpose something today? So every week I have an idea of what I want to put out there and plan, but then on a daily basis, I'll spend about 20 minutes. That's it. I don't live on social media, constantly posting, constantly doing things. Um, Sometimes something will grab my interest and I'll of course naturally spend a little bit more time than normal. But when it comes to posting my own content, I normally will spend about 20 minutes 30 minutes. If it's a video where I'm editing, then the edit of the video might take longer sometimes, but usually, yeah, it's about 20 minutes that I allot. So I specifically allot. I usually, and 
I prioritize how I want it done. So for example, every day I have my must-haves. What do I have to get done today? What are the things that are happening in this day that no matter what have to be attended to and then everything else gets you know put on that list accordingly? So depending on that is how usually I'll work around social media. So sometimes my social media will have to wait because mm-hmm. other things are taking priority because as much as I love social media, you know, at the end of the day, how I'm showing up for my company, managing and operating my company behind the scenes with, you know, our customers and clients, like that's number one, yeah. <laughs> I have to attend to that. So, and, and my children. So mm-hmm. that I always put first mm-hmm. and then I will work the social media around it. That's good to know because number one, again, mentioning that you have a team. I think that sometimes people want to produce what a team is producing as an individual, yes. you know what I mean? They're seeing exactly. these big accounts and they're like, I want to put out this much. And, you know, they're just still an individual. So that's a very important um, point that you made there. And then that you don't have to, this can be some intentional time that you set aside and really be intentional about what you want to do with it. It doesn't have to be an all day thing. So that is definitely um, something that's good to know. Engagement wise, would you give any tips in that area as far as engaging with other accounts. And I think you kind of already did almost throughout your tips because you talked about partnership and partnering with others. Um, So there's the time that you spend where you're going to intentionally put something out there and plan for that. And then there is time that you can spend looking at other people's social media. Who do I align with? You know, who inspires me? Put a comment out there. If you, there's someone that truly inspires you and you want to eventually connect and collaborate with, then regularly engaged. Now, obviously not every day, like a stalker, right? <laughs> on a weekly basis, uh-huh. see what they're putting out there, like it, post a comment, tag them on it. Or, you know, you can even um, repost what they've done and tag them on it. So it's really important when you're networking and collaborating in this way to also take the time to do that. Who do I want to engage with and why? As a nonprofit, it's interesting because prior to the nonprofit, I wasn't doing that as much uh, in terms of that kind of engagement because for me, it was more behind the scenes. There's so much behind the scenes that I'm doing to maintain my company right now with its status as the S-Corp. But now as I'm transitioning to the nonprofit and I'm understanding, okay, we are now going into this other avenue, I have to engage uh, in front of the scenes Mm -hmm. as much as I've been engaging behind the scenes, just as much, because Mm -hmm. that's going to really support the nonprofit in so many ways. So yeah, that's how it begins. It begins just by taking the time, see who you align with, uh, like the post, start to comment. And then, you know, certain things will begin to take off. Some things will die off and not work. Some things will take off. And then you just want to keep going with what's taking off. Very organic, very authentic. (laughs) So that it just sounds so simple when you, when you answer it, but then it's so many, these are questions that so many people just kind of get all in their head about. Like one of my um, friends said, social media is social. Remember it's social. So you're out there, be social, talk, engage, you know, be social, just as simple as that. Last question, and I'm going to let you go. I know we're a little bit over time here. And it's specifically when it comes to your routine prior to having, um, how did it change when you got your social media manager? Do you remember that time at all? And any tips for those who are kind of doing it solo right now? Because yes. So start small. It's okay. You don't need to be posting three, four posts, spending all your time. Now, again, it depends what kind of business you have. I have an international company that needs a lot of attention behind the scenes. 
There's mm-hmm. so much I do behind the scenes. If you are an influencer and the way that you are building your business is online, you're a YouTuber, you're an Instagrammer, you're um, showcasing products or services, and that's where your business is, then yes, you're going to be spending a lot more time on your social media accounts because that's where you're running your business. I run my business on a completely different platform because you know we're a, a company of education. And so all that we do is we have programs and communities and things behind the scenes that are not on social media. And for that reason, it doesn't make sense for me to be on social media as much because you know how I operate and manage the companies behind the scenes uh, on my other platforms. But if you're on the social media, yeah, and that's how you're running your business, you're going to be spending a lot more time on there. And then when you get to a point, like I said, where things are taking off and you're making more money and you've reached a point where now it's not as easy to handle because you just don't have the time, bring someone on. And even if you say to yourself, oh, well, I'm not sure that I can afford someone, there are options. Mm-hmm. Go to Fiverr.com, go to Upwork.com. There's so many independent contractors and now you can work with people all over the world. Yes. You're not just limited to the US either. And so because of the currency differences, you will have people if you're at that stage that you know um, you can't afford a certain amount to pay them hourly. It's someone else's currency, you might, which works yeah. out for them. So There's so many options. It's just important not to limit yourself because one of the reasons people give up very quickly, very fast, or they just lose the incentive and drive is because they tell themselves, they have this belief like it's not working. Mm. It's not working. Oh, I put a post. No one's interested. Or this person said no. They allow that initial response to dictate their whole trajectory of their path. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. You can't let anything get in your way. Just let those things be. You keep putting yourself out there. You keep doing what you need to do and things are going to fall into places they need to fall into place. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it sounds like majority of the things you're talking about is something we've been talking about a lot this week anyway in the podcast and which is mindset. A lot of it has to do with mindset, has to do with what you believe, has to do with what, how you process negative comments, you know, how you process fear, how you process anxiety. So, you know, when everything centers around to that, it just makes me really like uh, excited about the fact that I teach on mindset all the time. And I just tell people all the time, you can never outwork a bad mindset. Mm-mm. So thank you That's so right. much for just piggybacking on that. And thank you so much for sharing. Where wh- What is your website for those who are listening? Of course, we're going to have your links in the description as well. But what is your website and your social media uh, handles for those who are listening? Well, first, I want to thank you for the opportunity, Tracy. This has been wonderful. I absolutely have enjoyed my time with you. And people can find our information on parenting. It's parentinghealthinstitute.com. And so if you want to be part of a movement that transforms lives, positively transform lives and evolves humanity through holistic education and expressive arts, you may be somebody that wants to get into the field of coaching. You want to be a sleep coach or a nutrition coach, or maybe you just want to take some classes to understand more about your health, right? Your sleep health or even parenting then you can visit our website. We have a lot of information there already. And as we transition into our nonprofit, we're going to do so much more. So just stay tuned. So even if you want to join our mailing list, you can fill out our contact page and just let us know, hey, I want to be in your mailing list and just keep up with what's going on because we're going to be launching a number of programs. We're going to be doing so much for the underserved community, which I'm very excited about. 
And uh, yeah, if you just want to be part of it, you can visit us there. Well, I'm so excited as well. I'm so glad I get to be a part of your journey. It just never ceases to amaze me, the nonprofits that are starting and the people behind them and people who are trying to do something impactful in this world. It's really just something that encourages me when you see all kinds of other things that are put on the forefront in this world. So thanks again so much for coming on. And thank you guys for listening. We're going to have tons of amazing people and amazing interviews this month and actually for the next couple of months. So again, guys, if you have not downloaded our check, yet, go on over to clarkandclark.org to download your free checklist on starting your nonprofit as well. And we'll catch you all in the next one. Thank you so much for listening. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please feel free to leave a review if there was some type of nugget that you got out of this last episode. And if you are not following us on social media, you can follow us on Instagram at Tracy Angelica Clark and our website is clarkandclark.org. If you are interested in starting a nonprofit organization and you don't know where to begin, we have set up over 4,000 nonprofit organizations and we've helped them to receive over $11.5 million in grant funding. So reach out to me and I'll let you know when our next training program starts and I'll get you all the details on how to get started with a nonprofit today. If you have not already downloaded our free nonprofit crash course and checklist, you can do so at clarkandclark.org and I'll see you guys in the next one.